0: Bringing you the latest buzzing updates from our beloved Prairie View A&M University Featuring your fellow PV Panthers Roland Austin Jay Cleese Big Mike Washington Three-time swag champ Gati Raima, Former drum major and HBCU band historian Shanetta Hoskill and Al Williams Driving the show from the hill Please subscribe and give us five stars And follow us on social media At Panthers underscore 1876
1: the 1876 sports and culture podcast. We've got Mike Washington who is still out on assignment. So standing in for him this week will be the Dean of HBCU sports, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. What's up doc? I'm doing well. How's everybody? Doing good, doing good. It's a lot going on on the Hill. You know, we man. got a regular crew with us now. We got uh, Jay Leasy, Roland Austin, Shanetta Haskell here. So uh, let's get into some of this locker room talk, man. Did you get a chance to see the uh, Nikki Giovanni inaugural writer-in-residence first broadcast here this week? I
2: checked it out. I checked it out, man. I personally didn't know a lot about Nikki Giovanni, so I decided to, to listen to her. So she is the... Inaugural Writer-in-Residence for the Toni Morrison Writing Program. And a couple of things that she said stood out to me. Number one, I don't know if y'all knew this, but she got a thug life tattoo. What? What? Yeah. (laughs) She's a big fan of Tupac. So she got a thug life tattoo You know, kind of honoring him and the the, the rebel. She got it it on
1: her belly like pot?
2: She didn't say where it was. She wasn't trying to give all we're, that info. We're not going oh, to ask that question. We're not going to ask that question. Mickey Ronnie I, about that life. Okay. Right. I've been wanting I've been wanting a thug life tattoo forever, you know. Every Tupac <laughs> fan probably probably did. So she didn't gave me light new life. I might have to reconsider. I thought I was too old.
1: Man, that was a okay. little fact. <laughs> Little known Black history fact. Yeah. <laughs> Little known Black history fact. <laughs> hey, oh, check
2: this out. She also said, don't listen to or engage in conversation with fools, which, you know, we all know that. Uh, yep. One thing that stood out, I, I feel very uh, close to the sentiment she has. She said she's happy about the world burning because it's repayment for all the hell that we didn't again across the land on all the people.
1: So she was hey. like, I'm
2: happy about that, but she said, She's kind of sad about the Sequoias in California, brother.
1: Yeah, that is sad, man. Those are some beautiful redwoods.
3: Yeah.
1: But hey, I saw on Instagram where Chad Cinco Johnson was on the yard this week. Uh, I guess he must have been visiting his daughter. And while she was getting her nails done, he uh, caught up with some fellas from the football team. Just yeah, man. Yeah, cash crap to him too. <laughs> man, I'm like, hold hey, on, bro. He, he 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 out here doing the dozens and everything.
2: They was out in front one of the phases, man. It uh, your boy Logan Jackson challenged ch- challenged o- Ocho Cinco to a a, a pass route. See, I, I don't think it went down. when, when Ocho, you know, I, I think he was like, man, he young Casman trying to make me look bad. Right. Uh, they had a good time, man. It looked like it was pretty cool. For the world to see, buddy. <laughs> Look, yeah. and he had several phones on him at the time. So, <laughs> I got one question though. Yeah, which one of these nickel slick cats gonna try to highlight Ocho Cinco Dog? Which oh, one man. has not? No, is the better question? What has
1: not already like somebody no, gonna we, have to step up we, to play? We family. We family. <laughs> right. That's little sister at this point, bro. <laughs> she 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 protected. <laughs> Which yeah. one of them
2: cats gonna be the one to, to uh Mm-mm. no sir? Somebody trying to go home for Thanksgiving. See? Somebody <laughs> is somebody is.
1: We I like don't her. know, man. I don't know. But you know, I I was really feeling pretty good this week until We got that email, bro. They canceled tailgating that homecoming. I'm like, wait, but I just got an email that said, let's pack the stadium for the game. So which is it?
2: (laughs) The delivery was just horrific. First of all, getting that bad news in a damn email. But, you know, we, we always knew that there was a strong possibility. I agree with you, Al. I think you are absolutely right. The timing of the messages was a little off kilter, you know. We one minute you tell us to come on in, don't worry about COVID. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> we you a week? but listen we we do know that hey we all trying to protect those kids that's on campus the numbers that you probably see on the Thursday night would probably nowhere near compare to what you would see on a homecoming so I I get it but you got to be consistent with your messaging I mean or at least better explain it I mean that that oh. was the <laughs> I think everybody kind of went ballistic on that one
1: like, y'all get on one page and then communicate to us? Uh, it seemed like one committee not talking to the other one.
2: <laughs> but but let's be clear. Let's be clear, because a lot of folks were confused. They they heard homecoming was canceled. It ain't canceled. We no, still the playing the game. A game still, there you go. But you can only park. You cannot tailgate, no tents, no coolers popping the trunk. You got to park, go to the game. and You have to be off campus by 10 o'clock everything is shutting down at 10 o'clock. Now, one thing I will throw in here. Now, since you're not spending that $2,500 on your RV and then your $500 for parking and, you know, and God knows how much money you're spending on food and, and, and beverages of choice. Somebody needs to say, you know what, hey, give the university at least 10% what you was going to already spend for that because you, you didn't roller, allocate
1: it. roller asking for tithes and offerings. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs>
2: listen listen, I done passed my bucket around before. Don't make me pull my bucket back out. You know (laughs) It's not like it's
4: new with Rolling. He does that all the time. So I'm used to it. I I just put my little money in there and keep it
2: moving. (laughs)
1: See, he called the ushers to the front of the congregation. There you go. Follow the the ushers in the
2: rear. Listen, because at the end of the day, man, the university still needs our support. I know everybody's hot, everybody's ticked off, but they still need our support. It's still some kids out there that don't have enough money to finish their education. It's still some folks out there that don't have housing. It's a lot. There's some gaps that still need to be filled. And you got to get out Get out of get out of our feelings and go ahead and write a check. I don't care who you write it to. Write it to day one crew, write it to the Panther backers, write it to directly to the I don't care who you do. Just cut a check, man. Because you was gonna spend that money willingly and no, you weren't gonna have any type of reservations about breaking off. You know, four stacks, what is it? No, 10 stacks, because a stack is, what, a $100? I don't know. Oh, man, you lose count by a Sunday morning. You don't know how much you going to spend. You don't know how much money you just spend,
1: Bro, you so, look at your debit account on Monday, and you got that crooked, not <laughs> like, wait a minute, what, who is it? You start adding stuff up like, how did I spend that much at Bucky's?
2: <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, well, somebody ain't getting a Christmas present. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's about 98%
4: of us. You know, you still got that two percent that you always look by and be like, man, this dude don't spend a dime.
1: That's true. But always got a cup. <laughs> always got a cup. Always got a cup.
2: <laughs> well, there's that guy. Okay. We all know that guy. <laughs> the other
1: he, thing he's
4: that
2: all I think the is tailgates. pretty cool. The
4: other thing I think is pretty cool. What I've always learned for people at uh Prairie View is this is just going to be another way as for us to find a way to do something epic. Yep. There's going to be a way that we come out and be like, this is the first that we did it this way and it's going to be second to none. So I look for the opportunity to see how people are going to create an event environment where you be like, wow. Yeah, that's, that's true. Because that.
1: we will find a way, just like the Haitians last week talked about, we will be free PV. We will find a way. So I've already uh, looked at the options and some of the plan B's that's out there and I've made my reservation so I can put my foot in the circle and uh, <laughs> we won't right share that because uh, we're I not going to put that out on the tips. wire yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Word on the street is
1: them, them renegades that back at it again. Yes, sir. So So you guys went to the game on Thursday, man. What was the turnout like? Thought it was decent for a Thursday night
2: game. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it could have could have had more student uh, participation, and it could have been more more uh, alum that could have drove down two ninety. It was decent, but could have been better in my opinion. Yeah.
5: Do you think we are getting spoiled from being on ESPN? Maybe the alum, but I, I still have an issue with the students not being there. Um, Again, when we go back, think about back when we were not winning a game and it was packed, right? We didn't need a win to go and support the team. So I, I have a huge issue with the fact that it is it was it to me it was empty, especially looking at it from ESPN. um it, it just it just wasn't because there were other collegiate games on that night, right, And the stands were packed. So I do I have a, an issue with that wholeheartedly.
1: So let me ask you guys this. Go ahead, Gal. So from the vantage point, when ESPN uh, shows the game, their cameras are primarily on the press box side. So the side that we see is the visitor side. And we know the band has taken up space on the visitor side now, but most of the students or attendees are on the home side. So we only see them when they do give you the, you know, the gratuitous crowd shot of of that side of the stadium. But for most of the game, you see the visitor side. Should we fill up that side? I think they actually went down that path, didn't they, doc?
4: Well, I was going to add to this is one thing is just we need to reframe our thinking about this. One of the things they first tried to get in our mindset is that this is our stadium. There is no such thing as a home side and a visitor side. Now, we know from high school um, and traditionally back in the day, we would have that framework that, you know, the Side with the press box traditionally would be referred to as the home side and the wayside. side, um, so I think that's one thing that we need to unlock that key and revisit that 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 whole stadium is ours. We sit where we want. We need to fill it out. I think this goes back to the marketing that you all talked about during the original uh, debut of the show. Is that we just got to do a better side, a uh, better framework of how we market and brand this program, and I think we failed miserably on all parts of that, from all angles, university administration, alumni, booster groups, we fail miserably of understanding what that means. And we need to go back to the table and link arms all together about what we do and how we frame and created home Homecoming to be what it is today. We have to decide as a group that we're gonna do that now and speak to each of the constituencies independently about how we're going to create an environment at Prairie V a and University's home football and I would dare say basketball that is second to none because we can do it and we owe it to ourselves.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, Doc. And one of the things, I mean, it's not like we don't know how to do it. We do it in the baby dome. I, I know going to a game, you know, the Q sitting at that one corner, the Alpha yeah. sitting in this other corner, the Tau Beta Sigma is over here. Everybody has a spot. Why don't we do that in the football stadium? We can do the same thing. There's plenty of space. But like like
2: Doc said, we we discussed that early on in the season. I mean, last year, you got to engage those student organizations. You got to get them to kind of rally to give back that rally cry to get these kids into the stadium. But uh, you can't take athletics out of the picture though. They got to do something to to elevate the game day experience we keep having that i mean it is it's a topic of discussion almost every game every season people are looking for this game day experience i mean i don't know whether that's a better dj i don't know whether we get the little big you know the big purple and gold ball and throw it around or whatever but we can't even we can't even effectively do the wave you know all of that adds to why i want to go to the game you know it's excitement out, off of the field. That's what that's what that's
1: all about. And so we, we still are missing the mark on that. Very true. And But I will say the highlight for me, because I couldn't be at the game. I watched it on ESPN uh-huh. and Tiffany Green and Jay Walker, yeah. they they are the best in the business, hands down. That yeah,
2: they did a good job.
1: They did a phenomenal job. The cultural references, you yeah. can tell that they know each other. There was no awkward silences there. It was it was just so well done. I man, I watched them call practice.
2: And I was gonna ask, what did the TV product look like? So I know they enhanced the TV. if it experience.
1: tiffany green and and jay Jaywalk, they they saved it because when you saw the stands, it was very folks looked like they were disinterested. It, it wasn't very loud. You had that one part in maybe the third quarter where the band started playing PV funk, and it got a little, it got a little hyped in. But other than that, everybody was just there, and it was, it was a tennis crowd.
2: That's that's where I start. Yeah, that, normal for the greater Houston area. Yeah, man, <laughs> I, I make a point to tell folks that hey, Houston fans are fair weather and slightly laid back in the first place, and you know, just assuming that. Uh, you know, a large portion of the campus are Houstonians. That ain't just a ge- uh, generational thing. That's just a Houston thing. They, That's a fair weather. That's a cultural thing, man. I hear but, but I, I
4: would like I, to add, you know, to your point about the DJ, and we do that pretty big in terms of basketball, but it looks like FAMU has taken what we've done in basketball. I'm sure they probably do it themselves, but they brought that over to the football. They had a DJ. For Saturday night's game against Alabama State, and they were actually going back and forth with the student section that you talk about, Shanetta. They were engaging, and they just like, I was like, oh, okay, we can take yeah. this back and borrow this. It was live.
2: Yeah. For the students, it was a Thursday game. So the next day was Friday. So that's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday game. You ain't going to class Friday, man. You ain't going to no 8 o'clock Friday class. <laughs> Let's be real. You could have went to the game. Don't <laughs> you, be, you can't be telling students don't go to class. I you know, saying, I'm not saying that they shouldn't go. I'm just saying... They ain't going. You he win said one they ain't going. Wednesday. You should go. <laughs> Message. Oh, Lord. Only people who go going to class. <laughs> engineering majors who had those lab classes on Fridays that you can't miss. The I'm views expressed
1: by Joe Clay are his and his alone and do not reflect that.
5: 1876 <laughs>
1: Sports and Culture Podcast.
5: <laughs> I guess what I'm um, has anyone, so I know that BMU, they have this Rattler Sports Network now. And that's a whole nother topic we need to talk about at some point, but the game is packed, right? Yeah. When you look at it, the game is packed. So I don't know what we need to do to have that same experience at PV. The student, it's not just a lot. The students are at the game. You
1: know. They pay for it already. It's not like you got to go buy a ticket. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's in fees. It.
4: <laughs> but they they have engaged that student fan base. I do know this working with the uh, National Alumni President. They have put in years of work, at least 10 that I know of, engaging that alumni and making them part of the university all the way through. For example, when they made the the decision to move from the MEAC to the SWAC, every stakeholder within that university made that decision and they were all on the same page moving forward. Student Body Alumni Association, you know, it trickled down and started from the top up. But once they decided that they were looking at the series, they made sure everybody in there in terms of the booster group, the National Alumni Associates, the president's office, the athletics office, the student groups. And so to me, that kind of speaks to what your concern is on Shanetta is the fact that they speak as one. And while we are powerful and we, you know, have a direction and we find ways to come together, I think we're still struggling to a slight degree in terms of us coming as one. And to be honest with you, I think this 1876 is the start in that one direction to get people to understand the need to come together collectively and and work as one voice in terms of what we want to see from Prairie View A&M University, i.e. 1876 sports and culture.
1: All right. And now the last thing I want to hit on before we jump into some football is we saw the, the picture this week. The women's track team had the rings. It was paws (laughs) up, (laughs) baby.
2: Paws up. Oh, fingers and a thumb.
1: Yeah, they were paws up with those rings. So we love to see it. When we get those rings, man, let's let's, let's put it out there. You saw it on our IG page. If you haven't seen the picture, check us out on Instagram. It's posted there. Congratulations to the women's track team doing the thing, doing it big. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with some football.
4: Second and five.
2: First,
1: the hole up the middle and breaks free. The 20, the 10. Touchdown Prairie View. And it is Tristan Wallace. And we are back. Let's talk PV versus UAPB. Man, we, we got it done. 27 seconds.
2: 17. Yeah. 17, baby. It, it was, it was, was, <laughs> it was a, a nice environment. It was nice, a nice atmosphere, even though we, we wish more folks could have been there. But hey, we looked good on TV. We had a great showing. I was happy Coach Dooley committed to the run game. Yes, he did.
1: Yes. yes he did. Yeah, we had four running backs who were really in the mix. We had Brooks, who had uh, 118 yards. Stewart had 44 yards. Mosley had 26, and Antoine had 23. So, uh, we we got that running game going, especially in that third quarter. We ran that third quarter. I think we the time of possession that third quarter had to be about nine minutes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and right, ball control, man. Ball control is going to be huge when we t- face a team like Southern Alcorn, keeping them off the field. That the the running game you got, you have four studs, all who can run with power. Your defense is going to be wore out. So that that was great to see, man.
1: Yeah, and Juwan Pass did his thing once again. Seventeen to twenty-eight, one hundred and forty-five yards. He had two rushing touchdowns. I think he was he was taking whatever the defense was giving him.
2: Yeah, I think we see him growing right in front of us. He didn't get to campus till summertime, man. So he is still working on his, his relationship with the receivers. They're they're working to get on the same page. Man, what would this offense look like with Tristan Wallace still at receiver? Oh my, my God, goodness, Bro. golly! <laughs> but yeah, uh, Mister Pass is he's gonna be along with the defense. Jawan Pass is going to be our key to the Swag Championship. And he's showing that, hey, with some more time with those receivers, he can get it done.
1: But and he's not he's not picking one target. I mean, nope. he's got four receivers that he was targeting. You got White that had fifty yards and receptions, uh, Washington with forty nine, Mullins with forty eight, and Brooks with twenty six. So he's spreading that ball around. Everybody's getting love.
2: Yeah, he knows how to work through his progressions, no doubt.
1: Now, now, the one thing that I will say, and you saw me put this out on a group text during the game, Dooley with a defense could be yep. dangerous. And did you say defense? Bruh. Man, I would like to
2: just point out one person, but the front seven put it down. Yeti. This defense of the Panthers is reminiscent of the 9 championship defense. Purple bro. haze. <laughs> I'm just going to throw out the front seven.
1: I, you, can, you can throw out them front seven. I, I got the Nickelbacks. I'm I'm calling them the Nickelbacks of funk because they hey. came with it. Oh, Our yeah. boy Dino, Darryl oh, yeah. Campbell, was was everywhere all <laughs> over the field. Yeah. Oh yeah, he owned one. He. Uh, hey, I told him.
2: I, I told him that's how you handle a senior season, right there. Yes, sir. Yeah. You got you play every game like it's your last, cause it might be. It's your last year. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's throw out these these names though. Troy James, number eight, six feet, three hundred pounds interception. I thought that boy was going to take it to the house, man. He he tried. He looked like Jerome Dennis <laughs> or somebody trying to get to the end zone. He was right.
4: pit, picking him up, putting him down. You tried, yeah, man. You
2: between that him, was moving. <laughs> between him, the usual suspect Jason Dumas was bringing the heat as he does. Trayshare nice. Smith number 6, he came with it. Uh Sheldon uh Hudson Kevin Victorian, Warren Shankle, Desmond Obie. It's the most action I think I've seen from him this season. And number 99, Dante Carter coming up the middle. That front seven was loaded. But I'm going to tell people, I'm going to make a prediction right now. Jeremiah Harris, number seven. yeah, Freshman transfer yes. from Kansas State. He Ooh. got his most game action. And I'm going to tell you right now, him along with Jesse Evans are the future of this defense Jeremiah Harris is going to be dominant. When you saw that cat make plays Thursday yes. night, you yes. can tell he had next level athleticism. Yes. Ain't no doubt about it. He's getting caught up to speed on his defense. He's gonna be a monster. Wait till next year.
1: Oh, yes. The end of this, by the end of this year, I'm just saying. I'm just right excited. On board, yeah. I'm excited that we are three and zero in the SWAC going into Bethune. We are, we hope to also welcome them to the SWAC. Uh, <laughs> we 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 know that uh, they've had a rough no go no at W <laughs> bro. As as Dr. Carr from Howard says, a kick dog will holler. We kicked we kicked uh, gramlin uh, a couple weeks ago, and they hollered against Alabama AM last <laughs> night. <laughs> So I'm just hoping, you know, we, Bethune-Cookman didn't get kicked and come back and try and holler against us, man. We we don't want them to holler. We're trying to get that dub and get on out of here and go to Southern. Yes, sir.
4: I like one of the things that I think is key that, that Joe kind of alluded to about this team that we haven't seen probably since 2009 when the last time we made a championship run. In terms of just conference-only stats, we're top three. In terms of offense, top three. In terms of defense, what does that mean? Balance. Balance. We're one of the few teams in the conference right now that is extremely balanced. That's a good
2: thing.
1: Yes, indeed. I'm loving so it. So are, are we?
4: It.
2: Are we under? Are we
1: understated
2: right now? Like you know, everybody's kind of silent coming into the coming into the start of the season, right? But I, I mean, you know, look, we're looking at this thing a little differently now. We are three games deep, and and you know, we done, we took out. I mean, Texas Southern wasn't really a big deal, right? But now we took down. Uh, UAPB and 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 you looking at this thing like
1: oh, hey don't don't run. do it don't do it roll don't, don't do it, it. Don't, don't do, do it. it too soon too soon keep your heart three stacks keep your heart I'm buying a ticket I'm buying my ticket
4: I think it is so hard three early but one of the things that you got to look at is we came in questioning defense and right now we know the defense is pretty solid that should make mm-hmm. you feel decent and we'll I keep feel seeing good what about it. What's going on? Yep. Nobody scares but way. we ain't gonna talk nobody about nobody scares it. me in the sweat.
1: We hey, we're I'm, not gonna say nothing I'm, I'm, until after after Southern.
2: There you after Southwest airlines want to get away. We
1: can, we can <laughs> utter it after Southern.
2: And after that? Southern, we need to decide
1: on if we need to go and make that trip to Alcorn. There it is. If 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 we if we beat Bethune and Southern, we are going to Alcorn. Man, let's I'm just gonna, let's I just see. go ahead. Go ahead and say that today. Ago. I'm going straight to Birmingham. Oh, we going to Bham? <laughs> That's that goes without saying. <laughs> the, I don't need to go to Alcorn. If hey, we in Bham, B-ham we're going to Bham. <laughs> Why are you going to Birmingham? The
4: championship might be right at Prairie View. That's
1: right. Oh, I forgot about that. That's you host. My point. You host oh, a championship game, bruh. If if we host a championship game, they can tell us no homecoming. <laughs> I take that ticket. You go ahead and put that ticket on my windshield. Do what you want to. Mm. I will be tailgating. Yeah,
2: man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, that's game changer. Uh, that's game changer. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Let's, let's it's, not it's, put it's, that out there just right now. They may be looking.
1: Yeah, let's stop. Why are we doing this? Let's let's just stop right here. All <laughs> right, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and talk some bands. All
5: right, and we are back. Shanetta, what did you see? Well, because there was no competition, the, the halftime show was almost a, a repeat. Um, but I will talk about two things that I like. Two things that I like. The first one we talked about last week was that eye of the storm. With some tweaks, with that with that fast cadence, I think that is something very special. And I really hope they incorporate that a lot in their show. What I like Thursday is they came off the field and they blew swamp. So those are the types of things that you need to do to get your crowd engaged. They anticipate things like that. Again, I don't know if they feel like they don't want to do something over and over again It gets redundant. That's that's not, we like, we like tradition. We like anticipation. And if mm. you add swamp to the end of your shows, even if you just had a boring show, I guarantee you, we'll forget about it. Right. We will forget about it. But those are the two things I want to talk about from a from a halftime for I want to direct our attention to the highs and lows of social media, because PV took a few L's this week on social media, but they also took some highs. But I'm going to end on that high. So I was watching you. You got me thinking last week when we were talking about rank. And so I go to YouTube and I see last week that there is this there is this channel called Black Excellence. And they listed the top 10 HBCU marching bands. This list was so disappointing. PV didn't even make the list. You tell me out of 10 bands, Prairie View did not make this list. So I think the people, when they do these, they need to go ahead and put that disclaimer that this is fan base. This has nothing to do with balance, tone, execution, musicianship. This has nothing to do with what you would judge a marching band on. They <laughs> Texas Southern. Hold on, well, I got to get this out. Oh, go <laughs> ahead, all right. They all right. had Texas Southern Gosh. number 10. I wanted to stop watching when they had Southern at number nine. I said, but I need something for the show. But you have Southern number nine. Are you crazy? And What universe is that? You, I think Franklin is number three. You have Gremlin at number three, Southern at number nine. That is ridiculous. That is uh, what what I do like is there are people, you know. I like, that's my new pastime. I like to read comments. And there were a lot of people coming for Purview saying this is ridiculous. This is not. And they were saying they were alums of other schools and saying this is not right. There is no reason to have this list and not have Pur Review. Sonata, what, what list is this? top 10. It's called mm-hmm. Black Excellence. <laughs> and what they did, they have all of these, <laughs> they have all of these, they do like the top 10 black places to live or the, the top 10 HBCUs. So last week they did one on the top 10 HBCU bands. Now one of them, and I'm gonna actually call them out T- Tuskegee. If you ever get a chance, Google Tuskegee ball and parlay. When you want to talk about some crowd participation, oh, that, that is, is crunk.
2: Yeah, but they are.
5: The band sounds a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> but you have them on this list.
2: Damn. I'm
5: sorry. Don't give this
2: me this is a fan-based show, baby. Are are fan base show. I'm sorry.
1: We we we're this storm
2: all day. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately,
4: they, they can't crump. they can't see this, but I got the mic here and I'm about to drop
1: it. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
5: so yeah, that was a low for me. Oh, what were you? What were you gonna say? No,
2: you go you go with it. No, no, Where's where that? Where's that group located? Out of? Are they I out of It sounds like it's an East Coast outfit. It's so right. one thing I've noticed, right? So if they're East Coast, so even when Prairie B made that inaugural um, appearance at the Battle of the Bands, the majority of the um, of the Dome was like, "Who is this?" And I'm like, "Hey, hey, sit down." You know, you know. But they were like blown away. Like, "Oh my God, this is they are the bomb." so a lot of those folks on the east coast they are they are completely oblivious to the marcher we are as we stated a hidden gem no doubt particularly from east coast folks they do not know anything about hell you got a lot of hbcu folks who don't know prayer view i've been out at a couple places with a pv shirt on and somebody i walked up we were in the airport and uh, it was a howard alone and he was (laughs) like he was like uh What's that? What's that? We like pray if you
5: ain't in the you these nice. <laughs> <laughs> but then you so, need, yeah,
1: so you need to say
5: you need to say this is the top 10 CIAA and me at schools. Don't don't go and say HBCUs.
2: That's all they know, though, Chanel. That's all. That's all. So, I, you know what? The fact that I disregard that list completely because it was not our game to play. That was, that, that the, that was not is, our real.
1: That list is invalidated. The only poll I, want, I, I pay attention to when it comes to HBCU bands is to Dr. Cavill inside the HBCU Sports Lab. <laughs> Band, poll, and doc, if you feel like it, you can run down your top five for the week, and, and we can tell them what a real poll is supposed to be like. Real quick, run it down.
4: I have FAMU at number one. I have Southern at number two. Jackson State at number three. Prairie View at number four. Um, and I, I'll stop it there in terms of the top four programs. And what we do unique, I think, Shanetta, you would, may appreciate this a little bit. We talk about the marching sport, so we talk about matchups. So in our poll, there's a winner and a loser. Two teams match up and You got to talk about one band winning and one band losing. And this is not a fan poll. So it's not how many folks you can go get likes and clicks. This is talking about all the dynamics that you look at in the marching, you know, the zero quarter, the fifth quarter, the halftime, what they play in the stands, tonation steps, all those formations and what it looks like. And based on that, there is going to be a winner and a loser.
5: Exactly.
1: And we're going to leave it at that. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Meet Me at the Flag Pose. And we are back with Meet Me at the Flagpoles. And this week, we got a treat for y'all. We got the one, the only, number one, QB1, Mr. Jawan Pass. Jawan, how's it going, bro?
3: Everything good. How y'all doing? Doing good. Doing good, yeah, man. Y'all yeah, got that good. dub,
1: bro, on Thursday. Congratulations, good. man.
3: Appreciate it. Appreciate that.
1: Yeah, how's it feel, you know, being 3-0 and in the SWAC?
3: Feel good, man, but we ain't trying to get too high. You know, we still got to keep going. All right. Feel good, though. I know that's we, right. We were, talking, we were talking earlier
2: about how you really only recently got to campus. I think, what, was it June or so? Yep, yep. And yep. you're Yep, and you're still working on your relationship. Uh, and cohesion with your receivers, and we see that relationship and communication growing from game one to till, till, till Thursday. Can you speak oh, on yeah. that?
3: Really, since I got here, like, literally, the first day I got here, when I first met the receivers, I met them on the field. Like, we threw routes the same day I met them. So, ever since then, we just been getting that chemistry down pat. We're still working on it, but it, it's a lot better. Like, it, it shows –
1: Man, I I was watching the game Thursday. I was watching it on TV on ESPN. And to me, the the play that changed the direction of the game, I think it was it was 14-9 at the time. It was maybe five minutes left in the half. When you threw that that corner route to Mullins over the outside shoulder. Over the shoulder. Bruh, that I think that took the fight out of UAPB, because they thought. You know they were they were back in it, and I think you took the spirit out of them
3: at, at, with that pass, man. That
2: was a next <laughs> level throw right there.
1: Yes, sir. Making highlight
3: <laughs> footage. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit where it was fourth and ten, so that that made it even more of an impact. It was fourth and long, and we we got it. So that was yeah. a bit. I agree with you.
1: Yeah, that 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 was amazing. And and then there was one that I wish we could get back. I think it was maybe a couple minutes later, uh, maybe a minute left, when you hit Mullins again on that go route, yeah. I, that was like forty yard pass, and it got called yeah. back because your center gave that uh gave a people's elbow <laughs> to, to the defensive tackle.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm still I'm still mad about that one. So, I, I told I, I told my son I still love him, but I'm mad about that one.
1: <laughs> Man, do, do you cuss him out in the huddle, or do you wait till you get to the sideline, or you handle that in film session?
3: Nah, I, I, I let him know right now, But I ain't just cuss him out. But I just I let him know I would. I ain't, I wasn't feeling that. <laughs> I had little <laughs> no right there.
2: Tell us about that uh long run that you had in the first quarter. Was that the longest run of your career? And, and and were you gassed by the time you got to the
1: end zone?
3: It might be the longest run of my career. It might be now that I think about it. And actually, I wasn't I actually wasn't tired to be honest, but I get that credit, Coach Dooley, good play cards. One, nobody does. It, we, they did exactly what we wanted them to do. So we just good play cards and execute it.
2: Is that a new play that, that you put in the playbook? No, nah,
3: really nah, that was just quarterback draw. It was simple. Okay. It was just yeah, a quarterback draw.
1: They were going man, and they were putting eight men in the box. So it was like, OK, you're going to give it to him. He took it. 59 yards, right. touchdown. Yep. <laughs> they, 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 stopped, they stopped that eight man in the box right after that. We didn't see that the rest of the game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. I noticed that you started to take the top a little bit off 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 of your running game. You, you you started to tuck the ball a little bit more, game after game after game, and starting to run a little bit more. Um, can you talk to us about your thought process on when you decide to tuck it and run it? What are you looking for? What do you see? What's your thought process there? To
3: be honest, I, I try to pass the ball. Only time I run is if. You know, that's part of the play, or if none of my receivers are open, I got the lane to run, but I just run when I need to and it's something that I can do. So I gotta make sure that I use it to put more pressure on defense. So I try to I try to run when I have to for the most part.
1: Yeah, now one thing we did see this game that that running game really starting to emerge, you know, we were all a little skeptical about the running back by committee, but all four of your running backs were eaten. I mean, mm-hmm. it was you almost had that thunder and lightning going back and forth with 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 your running backs there mm-hmm. with Antoine and and Stewart and Mosley and, and Brooks. Brooks really got off. I think that was yes. probably his biggest game. He had 118 yards. What, what does yeah. that do for
3: your passing game when you can get that that running game open like that? It definitely opened up the passing game, man. It just. It just keep the defense on their toes. So we got four or five running backs. They all good. They all, either one could start, either one could be in the game. So it definitely opened up the passing game, just put pressure on the defense. They can't focus on just one running back. So that helped a lot. All right. And now you
1: transferred over from Louisville. Tell us about your experience coming down to the Hill and that PV. Is, <laughs> is it a big difference in that campus life? Are you enjoying yourself <laughs> or is it is it all business right now?
3: Uh, a little bit of both, but yeah, it's, a, it's a bit different for sure. But I love it so far. I ain't got nothing bad to say. I'm glad I made that move. I just love everything about PV. Yeah, it's still our business, though, but I want to make sure I enjoy the experience, HBCU experience. is different from Power 5, so I'm just trying to enjoy it. There can can go. we go a
2: little deeper? I always want to ask that question. What's the difference that you see or feel between a PWI and an HBCU?
3: As far as what, like on the field, the field? Um, cultural,
2: the cultural yeah, difference. The
3: uh, I think it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's obvious. Um, y'all yeah, know the <laughs> he,
1: he said the landscape. He said, like he yeah, he's like, do I turn this camera around and show you?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it y'all yeah, know, man, it's a lot more. Lot more black people. Um, not saying that where I came from it was black people too. Like I didn't get the vibe of oh, this is a white school where I came from. But being here is just different. Like just more black people and different vibes. That's all I say. Um, you know, everybody from PV say,
2: hey, it's just family. It's just like yeah. family. Have you have you witnessed that and felt that?
3: Yeah, I feel it everywhere I go. MSC, anywhere I go, the workers, the people that working there, they they show love. They show their support. So, yeah, I feel the family vibe. And, and how did
2: you get to, PV? I'm sure you had a couple offers to go to a couple different places when you decided to go get in the transfer portal. How did we get you, man? What Coach Dooley say to get you to, to all the way to Texas?
3: It's crazy because people are always asking, like, what Dooley did to get you, how you get here. I, but it wasn't even like that. It was a regular, normal, recruit cool process. I was in the transfer portal. Coach Dooley hit me up. I met with him and all the other coaches on a Zoom meeting. And after just looking into it, just talking to my family, and I decided to come down here. It wasn't that special. Like it was just a regular recruit process. Everybody thinks something crazy happened, but it was just that <laughs>
2: <laughs> What did you think about the facilities in the campus once you got
3: there? They top notch, especially to be an HBCU. They top notch. I heard we got the best facility in the HBCU or one of the best. So I can't complain, everything up the park. It is. So we know you guys have Bethune-Cookman coming
1: up, and, and everybody seems to have welcomed them to the swack so far, and we know that a kick dog hollers. So how do you guys stay focused to make sure that they don't holler against y'all like like gramlin hollered against Alabama A&M last night?
3: Man, we just, we don't take no team lightly. We don't look at records. We don't do none of that. We just play football right now. Like last week, one of our players, Logan Jackson, Stood up in front of the team. He told us like every game from here on out, we in the we in the playoffs already. So that's our mindset as a team. We in the playoffs right now. Like I love it. We, we feel like we're going to go home, and we we really mean that. Like we're not just saying it. You can tell from the guys' actions how we practicing, how we holding each other accountable. We we in the playoffs right now. So that's how we moving forward every game. Beautiful. Spot That's the ball. excellent. Well, Juwan, we
1: sure appreciate you joining us today here on 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast. And y'all keep it rolling, man. And uh, hopefully we can host this championship game in PV. We're going to hold that powder dry until y'all win these next few games. But uh, if y'all do, they can tell us we can't tailgate if they want to. But we're going to be out there for y'all, man.
3: <laughs> yes, appreciate y'all right. having me, though. Have a good week, bro. Pleasure. Uh, you too. Yep. All right. We'll be right
1: back with I'm So Glad. And we are back with I'm So Glad. And we have joining us today, Ms. Jaslyn Simmons, class of 2017. She was a health major, now the owner of her own beauty supply store. Welcome to the show,
0: Jazlyn. How's it going? Thank you so much. It's going very well. And thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. So so tell us about the beauty supply store. You know, I had a couple of folks that that said, yeah, you know, the beauty supply store that's up the street in Cyprus and and then come to find out it was yours. So (laughs) tell us about how that all got started.
0: Yes. So funny enough, I had just lost my first job out of college and I was probably broken than I was in college at this time. And that's saying a lot. <laughs> but, <laughs> actually, an apostle during the night service uh, prophesied to me about Prim Beauty. You know, he was so detailed with it. And of course, like I don't I'm not one to really have itching gears for prophecy, but it was just so like clear and and just everything. And but the Lord had already kind of told me about it as well. And let me say this, shout out to all the health professionals and administrators, but for me personally, you know, I think for me, I wanted to do more in the community outside of like sitting in an office for me. So in addition to like kind of my desires for purpose and then that prophecy, I kind of just held onto it for those three years and prayed, was obedient and then but also worked and saved. And eventually like the Lord told me to leave my last job before this, you know, working at the bank. And, You know, the rest is history. I mean, I live in Cyprus, too. I got tired of driving 30 and 40 miles just to get braiding hair and what have you. And so I wanted to create something to where women and men who look like me could, you know, care for their hair needs or scalp needs, but also uh, feel safe while doing so because I make sure I educate my clients.
1: There you go. Now, we know typically the the beauty supply business is... Generally owned by uh, some of these large Asian conglomerates. So, how were you able to break into that space and be successful?
0: So, preparation is everything. I think what happens is when people, um, especially Black people, uh, want to own something, it's very important for us because we are commonly uh, shut out in business. We have to start doing our research. The first thing I did, believe it or not, is um, I made friends with some Asians, <laughs> Koreans to be exact. Right because um, not everybody, popular to common belief, not everybody's Chinese, um, you know, so it's owned by the Koreans, BD supply, and then nail supplies owned by Vietnamese. And so I actually spoke to both because I really wanted to have an honest conversation as to like how they actually viewed Black people, how they got into it, just to kind of see like, um, well, why aren't we in like, because if we're the main consumer, you know, I it's my belief that we should be owning all this. You know, but, you know, uh, one thing that they did was the Asian community, uh, per their words, they would um, come here to the U.S. and they would all live together in one house. Um, Like I'm talking about a bunch of adults live together in one house and put their money together and then circulate the dollar. Um, so that's how they were able to send their kids to all these schools. They had a lot of help, but then what they would do is they would um, open up, like, let's just say the nail shop or the beauty supply shop, and 9 and 10 only hire each other. Like, you notice, um, and just pay attention next time you go, I guess, shop at one, there's usually never one of us. Well, there's usually one, <laughs> but that's about it, but for the most part, they hire each other, they train each other, and so as they're working, and then they build up their revenue, then they uh, circul- circle it onto the next store, and the next or or in the nail shop. It's the same exact concept uh, because I've spoken to both cultures. So for myself, I uh, I did my research in finding vendors that, you know, accepted women who look like me, who wanted to see me win. I've even found um, Black vendors who sell hair products for me along with the actual hair itself. And it's just important to also see, like, what is my target client base? So, you know, of course, I'm not going to be the beauty supply store selling bleach and cream, you know, I need to make sure that I'm selling things, you know, that's going to be healthy uh, for my client base, and that's what's going to keep them coming back
1: exactly now now can you talk to how pv prepared you for this life that you're living now
0: (laughs) yes so it really is true Uh, pv does produce productive people that's so true um i grew up in cyprus and if you guys don't know about cyprus texas it is predominantly uh caucasian so i didn't have any black friends You know, I did not have any black friends um, growing up, um, at least not in middle school and high school. And so when I came to BV, it was a culture shock. But for the best, even for myself, and this may sound offensive, um, you know, but it's it's the truth or my truth, at least. I used to think, you know, girls who wore rainbow color hair were were ghetto. I used to think that guys who went to class with the do-rag on and what have you, I thought that was just, oh, well, maybe they're just not smart. I don't know. I'm serious. Um, That's what I thought when I was in high school. You know, keep in mind, I was very young. But when I got to Prairie View, uh, that same guy with like the gold teeth and the do-rag, he was in the honors program going to China. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They they, they were going to China. They knew more languages than me. You know, I I only know English and Ebonics, you know. (laughs) So, you know, it also like made me want to do more for my culture, um, but not just you know, limit myself in terms of, okay, I only want to talk to Black people. No, like, I mean, but if, if anything, I want to form alliances with the Asians and whoever else so that I can pour back into my community and circulate the dollar. And honestly, I want to bring that back to Prairie View, like to show them, hey, like, you know, we can do this too. You know, let's let's keep the dollar in our community, you know, because I'm going to use some of this revenue uh, to buy books for uh, young ladies or whoever can't afford it. And just whatever I can do to, Um, advance the community on my portion on my end
1: all right Roland I go to you
2: you know I um you answered a lot of the one of the biggest questions I had and that was just like you know understanding how do you work your supply chain but you know what I do want you to share your uh the information in terms of location and everything with everybody while we have you so where's where are you located and and give us the address and
0: yes absolutely so um Prem Beauty Supply is located at 26084 Highway 290, Suite 100, Cypress 7749. You can also Google it. And then uh, you should also follow us on social media. Um, and it's just Prem Beauty Supply. We're, we're right in that Walmart parking lot and behind the Sonic Drive In.
1: All mm-hmm. right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jaslyn. It's really exciting to hear from you and seeing that you're doing so well. Uh, you've only been out of school for a few years and you're already on top of the game. So it's good to see. And we wish you all the success in the world. Thank you so much, guys. All right. And we'll be doing. right back with the We Ready Shoutouts. We are back for the We
5: Ready Shout out
1: Shanetta, let's go to you first.
5: I'm going to re-shout out. So during the State Fair Classic, the Marching Storm performed, I think the call is, is a Have Mercy by Chloe Bailey. And of course it was on social media. She saw it and she gave a shout-out. So kudos to the Marching Storm for getting that recognition. All right. All right. It was ready. Joe, what you got?
2: Man, I don't know who we need to give this credit to. But if y'all haven't seen the gold helmets that they pulled out at the State Fair Classic and then they pulled them out again Thursday night on national TV, them gold helmets off the chain, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't Man. know how we going to do this, but I got to get my hands on one of those. That got to be in my game. Say, bro.
1: Coach Dooley, if
2: you're listening, can we
1: get a helmet, out, I Yeah, <laughs> I got five on that.
2: Man, there's gold one of those helmets. Go with the state of Texas and a PV logo on them. They nasty. Yeah. They were ready. They, the helmets made them ready. <laughs> yeah, the
1: helmets was ready. The helmets was ready. <laughs>
4: I want to shout out to the women's soccer team at Prairie View. 3-0 in terms of the conference rates, including their previous win over previous undefeated Alabama a They went to Huntsville, Alabama, and got it done winning that game 3-2. So they're at the top of the standings, 3-0, the same as Alabama State.
1: Uh All right, women's soccer. Let's get them paws up. We want some rings. All right, Shandel, you're going to carry it. Are we ready? Are we ready?
3: Okay.
2: My paws got sweaty. (laughs) Joe, are you ready?
5: (laughs) All right. TV.
1: You You know. know... I think it's Joe's Wi-Fi. He got a delay in the Wi-Fi. That's what it be. <laughs> and we out. All right. All right. <laughs>